0: the neil rule show now it's been canceled i had a short run now it's back to the greg campy show but that's (laughs) always been the neil rule show no it's always uh, uh, has been no that's uh, i'm like beverly hills 90210 i'm not coming back for a second season but uh happy to have you all with us coach a a good time good time down in south florida down in orlando at the sunshine slam how you doing
1: rained every day we were there until the last day then it was nice and we played at one o'clock so we didn't get we didn't get to do anything in the sun
0: Yeah, Uh, I I recorded a pregame interview with with, uh, Coach Smith out in the sun. We did it poolside. That that was about the only time the sun was out, though, right?
1: It was raining. It was warm, though. Not what you guys had up here, but it it was 80 (laughs) degrees, but it rained the whole time.
0: Absolutely. But the the defense, the sun was always shining on that defense, Coach.
1: Yeah, we played pretty good. I don't know if you guys got to watch it or uh, they got spaghetti here. I didn't know that. Oh, that looks like a meatball, too. Oh, I didn't know you had spaghetti.
0: You think you think the little guy there can eat that whole plate of no. pasta? Now he's boxing it up already? No. no.
1: See, it looks like somebody ate half of it. <laughs> he oh. did. He ate half of it. Do I get the rest? No. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, he's going to ah. give
0: it to you. I told him Coach wanted to see you, uh, see you eat it all. But yeah. uh, anyway, uh, back to basketball, Coach. Yeah, Sunshine Slam. Things went pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you got to watch the games or not. Uh, I, I know they had some pay-per-view thing down there. Uh, th- which I thought, though, they did a pretty good job if you did watch it, the television down there. But they were very, uh, uh, they knew a lot about us, uh, which when you go that far across the country, they usually don't. Um, not only did they know a lot about us, they, I think they uh, said some really nice things about our players, and um, I thought they did a really good job in their broadcasts uh, talking about us and, and that. So we're pleased with that, and uh, we guarded we really guarded down there. It was, it was unbelievable. The, there were some great players there and uh, our team defense was fantastic. Trey Maddox was just really, really good individually. Kangu was really good individually. Oladapo was really good individually. And we keep talking about those three elite defenders and we don't talk too much about how much better Brad and X have become defensively, how, the, you know, they've bought into it and, and now that, the, you know, the culture has moved from up and down and outscoring people to playing slow, you know, both X and Brad are giving up stats. I mean, players, when you play slow, they give up stats. And uh, X can play every bit as good as he did last year and only average 12 or 13 points a game instead of 18 to 20. Um, so, you know, 50 or seniors worry about those things because they're, you know, when they get into that senior year, they start thinking about the next year and you know numbers are important in their minds to to get their next contract or a contract and so when they're willing to give up to to do what's best for the team and then they've both improved dramatically defensively i mean um you put those three kids around them and and they were pretty darn good defensively
0: now coach it was funny because at media day uh, one of my friends in the media that was out and, and talked to brad brechting and that's what he said he said this whole thing is going to start with defense, and, and he preached that from minute one. And my friend later on, we were talking that night, and he said, "You know, really, is it, it's not really going to be about defense, is it?" And I said, "Yeah." And, and they totally buy in. People were skeptical even after they heard you guys talk about it, but now the proof is in the pudding. Right now,
1: well, we're going to get better offensively. Um, as so, so Friday night we opened the it really opened the season. The two exhibitions and the home game against the NAI school were you know. That that wasn't. Many of our players didn't see the size and the ability that they're going to see in, in the regular season. So, we opened the season on Friday night in the first game we played. I only played eight guys, and five of them played their first ever Division One basketball game. The next day, I added two or three to the rotation that played their first Division One basketball. We got the second day. I didn't play C.J. the first night. The second night, I had him in within five minutes, and we slowly got them so they've all played now um they've all played against you know really good teams and we went down there and there were three really good basketball teams down there the any if you guys are basketball people and you know the traditions of of the conferences in that conference usa has been an outstanding conference for years and years san antonio finished second in it last year i think they were picked second in it this year uh and southern illinois has been to numerous sweet 16s and bruce weber coach there uh Lowry coached there, the guy that's at uh, Purdue now. Very good coach at Purdue right now. I can't think of his name. But uh, he coached there. So they have a long, long tradition of of basketball. The Missouri Valley Conference is considered a tremendous conference. And we led by double digits in both those games, the majority of the game. And we, we did get it back to maybe single digits or right around 10 at the end, and mostly because we didn't know how to handle pressure down the stretch. Uh, we turn the ball over a lot down the stretch because teams are going to come get us um, a lot of pick where we got picked just because we have players that have never been in that position before. Uh, we'll talk about Kango, I'm sure, tonight, playing yes. the point and that. But So we really controlled the games. And if you look at our statistics and through four basketball games, our defensive field goal percentage is 36. Now, if we had played four home games against really bad competition, it still probably wouldn't be 36%. But we, you could say, well, it's 36 because of who you've played and you've played at home. Um, thir- are the lowest any team I've ever coached has had, ever, any team I've ever coached, the defensive field goal percentage, it was 42-8 or something like that. I think that was Benson's senior or junior year maybe. Um, which is spectacular. You're going to lead the league in defensive field goal percentage. If you're at 36%, you lead the nation. And that's where we are through four games. And that that's not saying we're going to lead the nation and continue to be there, but that's the level of defense that we're playing right now. And that's without a rim protector. We have, you know, X can block a shot, Oladopo can block a shot, Brad can block a shot, Kangu blocked three shots in one game, but they're not rim protectors, nor do we want them to be. Um, usually when you have great field goal percent defense, you usually have that one unbelievable shot blocker at the basket that nobody can get layups against you. The second stat that, that I think is really an amazing stat right now is through four games, our, our rebound margin is a plus 12. If you're a plus 12 at the end of the season, you're going to be one of the top two or three in the country. Will we be there at the end of the season? I sure hope so, but you know we're there right now, which again shows what we're doing defensively. Southern Illinois, if you saw them, if you saw the game, 6'11 center, did, uh, grad transfer from Northwestern, a uh, freshman, a 6'7 freshman that we recruited, had no chance to get, uh, but he'll probably be the freshman of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference. That's how good of a player he was. Um, we out-rebounded them 44-20, to 42-20. It was like, up there, yeah. I mean, th- that's just amazing. Now, the reason we're doing it is, yes, we're big, yes, we have good rebounders, but our defense is creating shots that aren't reboundable shots. You know, we're we're used, making them use the clock, we're forcing them to shoot long threes, and we, we very seldom do you see that flurry of rebounds where everybody's by the rim and just because they're bigger or longer they get the rebound. We're, we're keeping the ball out of the paint, which allows us to, to fundamentally check people out and chase balls down and, and – so those two statistics themselves are waters we've never been in before. In my 36 years here, um, you know, we've never had numbers like that defensively. And I've had some good defensive teams, but these numbers are off the charts. And they weren't at home, and they were against good basketball teams. You know, so the the metrics of what I'm looking at are, are I'm really excited about it. I mean, I... I think that, you know, as dysfunctional as we're going to be offensively at times, um, that defense, you know, we can win with that defense even on dysfunctional nights. So uh, it's an exciting feeling.
0: Listen to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, your usual home on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Love to see you all get up here if you can. Also, you can send your tweets with the hashtag Ask Campy. Those are filling up the twitter sphere right now as we talk about it but you brought up the name and and i do want to touch on him and we'll touch on him a little bit more with what's going on this coming up saturday with a trip to maryland to square off against a number seven team in the country but kevin kangu coach was a guy that when you looked at his stat sheet to, to the eyeball when you would watch him there and there was there was a night or two where where maybe the shot was a bit of a struggle for kangu but then all of a sudden you look down at the stat sheet and there was Darnell triple double in the in the stat sheet next to Kevin Kangu's name. The, the impact that he has on the basketball game, Coach, he's a quarterback out there.
1: Well, if you had never seen us play and you didn't know who he was, and you knew the history of our point guards, um, and all you and you said, "Okay, here's the stat line for the kid. He made the all tournament team down there. The first three games of his life." against division one competition first three that's games incredible of, first three games of his life in real competition playing the point you would have said oh that's typical Oakland point guard uh, statistics the K Felders Jonathan Jones you know the uh, Reggie Hamilton people we had he had 20 in one game he, he averaged what 13 or 14 and remember now we're playing at a real slow pace we normally play at 75 to 80 possessions we played. Between 55 and 65 possessions in this, and he's still putting up five or six assists with with 20 or 15 less possessions, and and you know the 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 numbers for him were just off the charts too. Um, he is a very good shooter. We know that he hasn't shown the fan base that he, had, he made some good sh- you know some shots there, but they're getting comfortable and they're learning, and all our problems offensively can be fixed with the exception of we don't have we have one guy that can really create and that's Maddox and he's not consistent enough with it um, we don't have that guy that in the open court can fly by and finish at the rim and that you know a, a Raul Marshall a, a K, a a Reggie Hamilton and uh, Martez Walker People that we've seen here over the years, we've always seemed to have that guy that when when we're on the run and he could set out on the wing, he's to the rim and finishes or gets. To, we don't have that. Can Trey become that? I don't know. You know, his effort and everything that we want from him is so defensive oriented that maybe by next year he can he can have that. The other thing that we we'll probably lack is we probably don't have an assassin shooter. We uh, you can't expect Blake Lampman to be that, and, and as good as he's been. So far, you can't expect, he's not physically really ready yet. Um, You know, Bader got a redshirt year, got to be bigger and stronger. Lampman hasn't got that. And that's putting him in high praise anyways, just putting him with that name. But, you know, when he shoots the ball, he reminds me a lot of Travis, the rotation of the ball, his body movement on the shot. So we don't have that. If uh, Rashad gets the waiver, uh, um, yeah, we'll have it done because he, he is an assassin-type shooter. Now, he's he's also a guy that can shoot us right out of a game, too, um, but especially the way we're playing. So if he does get to waiver, there's going to have to be some give and take on the two of us because he, he came here because of the way we play, and now we're not playing that way. Um, so offensively, the problems we can fix. We don't have any problems defensively. We have to get better defensively, but there's no weakness. There's no... We, we accept that there's not a rim protector. We have good enough shot blockers so that we don't have a weakness defensively. Um, the only other, if I were to, you know, if, if I was getting ready to play Oakland, Neil, the only other game plan that I would have is, boy, I'd attack us. You know, I would attack us in the full court um, because we've got unproven ball handlers. And I thought Kanga did a great job of that, and Trey... Did a pretty good job. We can always take Oladapo down there, and he can, you know, not great, but he's good enough because you'll have somebody big guarding him. Um, but as they got tired, Kangu played a lot of minutes down there, which, of course, I said he wasn't going to, and then I did anyways. Um, as he got tired, you know, his inexperience showed with handling the ball late. Other than that, I think we can fix anything that's wrong.
0: Do you anticipate that, that that teams are going to come out, especially now that a little bit of that is on tape with what Southern Illinois did towards the end of the basketball game? Do you anticipate that now that teams will turn up the heat and try to speed you up?
1: Absolutely, but if you're not built for that, then you're not going to be able to do it. And what I mean by that is you can't, can't, like we're not built for that. We don't have the depth for that and things like that. So if we were going to play us, I would be foolish to change how we play just because Oakland might not handle the ball well.
0: Or you'd have to pick your spots at the very least. Which is
1: what Southern Illinois did. Right. And uh, the other the other thing that you should look at as you watch us play and as the season goes on is we have shot twice as many free throws as our opponents have shot. All right? Now, we need to shoot that many to make a lot. <laughs> You know, because we normally, you know, we're, we're up to 70%, which if we can stay at 70%, that's going to be good. And normally we're at 76 77%, which is top 20 in the country normally. So we are getting people in foul trouble. Um, you know, even Delaware, one of their best players was in foul trouble. Every team that we played down there had an important player not play very many minutes because we're so active we're so strong uh they're doubling us they can't stop us in the post so they're running gimmicks at us and when you do that stuff you foul and so if we can continue that trend we're defending without fouling it's even more that than it is that people are following us we're defending without fouling we're building that wall in the paint with our length and teams teams have shot uh, you remember the number, Smitty, ninety some threes, and we've shot forty or something like. that? Yeah, I mean, we're we're shooting. We normally shoot twenty five threes a game. We're shooting like twelve a game. Right. And teams are shooting that against us. I mean, uh, thirty to forty threes a game against us because they can't get to the basket, and that's a recipe of winning.
0: No question about it. We will take our first break of the show. Remember, the Greg Campy Show is brought to you by the Evans Law Group, also the proud sponsor of the Where the Bear podcast page. So go to iTunes or SoundCloud, search hashtag Wear the Bear, click subscribe, and you are in there. A new conversation I just had down in Florida with Kendrick Nunn. We slid down to Miami, so if you want to hear that, go to the iTunes page or the SoundCloud page. Search hashtag bear. click subscribe, and you can hear all the great conversations we have, anything that has to do with the Golden Grizzlies. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group. When we come back, we'll discuss this Saturday, Golden Grizzlies, number seven Maryland. We'll touch on that with the coach. Coming up, this is the Greg Campy Show, live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. Brought to you by the Evans Law Group.
2: Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword pizza to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's pizza to 200-200.
0: I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News & World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of All-American recognition mean to you?
2: Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses on all facets of their labor and employment law issues. Including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars Having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses Ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses and to just about everything in between To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group contact
0: CAM at 248- 468-1485 or visit them on the web at EvansLawGrp.com
2: Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies. Rally House Shop every team in town College and pro Come on, it's time to go.
1: Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in golden grizzly gear or your favorite local pro or college
2: team. Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House, Rally House. It's your city, it's your house. It's the The Rally Rally House. House.
1: Shop ten locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com.
0: Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. He is the coach, Greg Campy. My name is Neil Rule. Happy to have you with us wherever you may be listening on Detroit's 1130 AM WDFN. The fan, your home for Golden Grizzlies basketball, also on the iHeartRadio app as well. Here with the coach, and coach, as of late, you, you've been doing the media tour. Miami Heat played the Pistons last night. Kendrick Nunn had 20 in the game. You were everywhere. Fox Sports Detroit, TV 20, uh, making the rounds, huh? Well,
1: uh, that was great having Kendrick on the show last week. That was pretty cool. And then he went out and played against L.A. and got to play against LeBron and, and then played the Pistons. And this, you don't probably know this, this is pretty cool unless you were in Miami last night. Um, they asked me to put a quick message to Kendrick uh, on the board at Miami. So, you know, the, the how we have a scoreboard up there and there will be some – so before the game, I said something about, you know, all of us here cheering for you and how we're all Miami fans now and everything. And um, I know he really appreciated that, and it was pretty cool that, you know, I wore a bear thing and that that, that got out there, you know. So it is when you have a kid doing what he's doing. And, and again, he still scored after the last night. I don't know if it's 10 or 11 games they've played. But through that many games, he scored more points than any undrafted player in the history of the NBA.
0: Some guy so, named Connie Hawkins <laughs> on yeah. that list. I mean, some great players.
1: Yeah, so he's he's still number one with that. And he did. Uh, one of the coolest stories that came out during the week was, you know, Kendrick, after he talked to us, he had a couple games he struggled in. And he, he went one for eight and a couple things like that. And the story came out where Jimmy Butler, who's the all-star on that team, put his arm around Kendrick and said, man, you need to keep shooting and uh well when, a, when an all-star tells a rookie that i, I think that's a, he's in a great situation there and he rewarded him last night with 4 for 8 from the 3 and uh 20 points last night to beat beat the hometown team so,
0: well, while Jimmy Butler has said that to him like when i talked to him on monday he said Jimmy Butler tells him to get the chairs out for the meetings too so he still does all the rookie he still does all the rookie stuff <laughs> yeah, too yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't do things like that cuz that'd be hazing nowadays <laughs>
0: Yeah so so he gets all the cheers for the meetings but uh this weekend coming up coach at noon and you can catch it on detroit's eleven thirty 30 am wdf and the fan that's also what big ten network as well no uh, the maryland game no i don't Fox think so. i
1: think michigan 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 state's on at noon and a football game's on at noon i'm pretty sure so
0: big ten network plus my yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. that that's what it is so yeah so uh number seven maryland terrapins and Coach, we, we talked about Kevin Kangu a couple minutes ago and his continued growth I mean game to game a marked growth that you can follow along uh, there's no question he will face his stiffest test of the season and, and maybe <laughs> of the entire uh, maybe of the entire year with Anthony Cowan uh, you never I, I started doing my research and my prep for the broadcast and, and you never want to see this coach with, when you look at the point guard that starts for the other team it says declared for NBA draft last year but came back to school that's the first sentence.
1: Well, Maryland, Maryland, um, you know, they're picked second in the Big Ten behind Michigan State. They're seventh in the country. Uh, I don't know what will happen to Michigan State this week in the polls with what happened to Kentucky last night because I, I saw w- somewhere today where Kentucky dropped all the way to 15, and so that loss to Kentucky will probably drop Michigan State also, where Maryland could be, you know, the, the number one rated team in the Big Ten. They, they could move all the way up to four or five, I think. Um they're they're humongous. They're they're the biggest team we'll play all year. Um, they they start two six six guards. We're big and we're gonna look little against them. Um, and so here's what we're gonna find out Saturday. No matter what happens, it's still November and we're still in a bunch of young guys learning. And you know we could lose by 65, and I, it won't bother me at all. Uh, and we could win. And and I wouldn't get too excited about it. I mean, I'd get really excited. You, now. I was gonna say, okay, I, I'd get really excited. I was excited. with you on the first one, but come right. on now. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put too much into it. You know, if we did, um, I wouldn't say, okay, we're going to the Final Four this year. You know, I, that, I just would say that, you know, we can really guard because to win the game, we're going to have to keep the game in the fifties and sixties. If it, if somebody, it's not going to be us getting into the seventies. So if somebody's in the 70s and 80s, you know, we're probably we're going to struggle against them to get into the 60s. And uh, the the ultimate win for us would be 55-51 or something like that, you know, or 55-54 with a half court shot at the buzzard or, you know, some something like that for us to win the game. It's not like a couple of years ago when Michigan State was number 1 and it was 83-83 at the end of regulation, well we can't play up and down with them. So we're going to get tested rebounding because they've got they've got two possibly three nba uh first round draft picks on their team
0: yeah you uh, talked um, jalen smith 610 was a five-star recruit played in the jordan Bryan classic i mean yeah he probably be leaving for the nba this year now, there's no
1: question and he's a lottery pick um he looks like he's on his way to harvard to to you know take a test or something i mean he's t- <laughs> he's got the goggles on and all that and then you then you you know you watch him jump, and you you just wow. Um, <laughs> what
0: what do you what do you do against that coach?
1: Hope he misses. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 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 not a lot you can do with a kid like that that plays that far above the rim. You know, I don't I don't know yet. I haven't decided if we're gonna double him or not. I, if if we if this was a conference game and we had to win, we'd probably double in, in that, but I'd like to just see our base defense and how it's going to play against the top ten team in the country and learn from it so when we play the next one, when we play Michigan State we'll have learned, we'll have been in the environment, we'll have experienced it, now we're not in awe of it you know, and give us a better chance to win that game. Uh, if you go in there and gimmick in that, maybe it works, but Are you really learning anything about your team? So we got to make those decisions. Uh, But what we have to do is we have to stop transition. And we're going to play a team that will run like the wind. And if the game gets start going up and down and they're getting breakout layups, we're going to be in real trouble. And if they steal the ball from us, they steal entry passes, or they take it from us off the dribble, we're going to be in real trouble. That game has to be a very slow pace. It's going to have to be 60 65 possessions at the most you know we had 59 possessions against southern Illinois Um, we have not yet given up points per possession point nine zero points per possession all right that's our we've been at point eight nine or less in every game I have every stat of every game Oakland's ever played And what our points per possession was, and the best defensive team I ever coached, was 1.01 points per possession. That is unbelievable, the difference right now through four games. If Maryland comes and gets a 125 or a 130, they're going to score 85 points and we're going to get killed. We have to keep that. A point less than a point of possession and it's got to be slow and they got to be mad that the game's slow and they got to fire quick shots because they're trying to speed it up and that we got to get them out of their flow and let them get them playing fast and we got to get their misses and if we can do that and get some frustration out of it and then we can go down at the other end and and run the crappy offense that we have that takes time off the clock and it looks like there's nothing smooth going on and then x makes a a basket they foul us Trey throws in a two seconds on the shot clock you know runner Kangu fumbles it stumbles it picks it up and it's a fadeaway jump if we can do that early build some confidence and keep it ugly I think we can compete with them I really do because I know we can guard them
0: well coach I mean the bottom line is what you're trying to do is there will be 18,000 people in that arena 17,000 people in that arena beautiful arena by the way the University of Maryland has you want to bore them all to death right
1: yeah, I would like to do that. That would be, that would be really good. Uh, no runouts, no dunks, no, you know, every basket that they make, they had to work really hard to get. And if we can get them to shoot 28 to 33s, I think we'll have a real chance at the game. If they're shooting twos and shots in the paint and getting a rebound and tipping it back in, which they're really good at, if we can stop them from doing it, we can stop anybody in the country from doing it because that's what Maryland does, their size and athleticism. They don't, would you agree with me, Smitty, they, they don't have the perimeter game. I mean, they got some guys that can make shots, but if we can make them play one-on-one and fire shots and track down the rebounds, they don't have that type of team or players. So that's that's the game plan. Uh, you know that we still have a lot to do. They got in trouble the other day. They it was a fast-paced game, and Rhode Island came out and made like eight straight shots to start the game, and they fell behind. And they went to a one-three-one zone, and they covered the court like I've never seen the court covered before with that kind of length and size. Um, but zones usually don't hurt us, so I'm not that concerned about that.
0: Coach, what about this too? When you when you play these types of games and, and you go to these highly ranked opponents, these big-time programs. As as I was looking through the numbers, and I, and I talked about Anthony Cowan Jr., uh, the guy that their point guard that declared for the draft last year, you know, career thirty five percent three point shooter, he's one of seven coming in. They have they have another guy last year that I think led the led the team in three point shooting at forty one percent. He's two of eleven from three. Like you, well, you know that's coming, but you hope that comes after yeah. the plane leaves. Right. right.
1: Well, we hope that we guard him. So for a guy that's struggling. The best thing that can happen for a guy that struggles is getting a shot in rhythm. And that's what we're good at, not letting that happen. The only time you get a shot in rhythm against us through four games is if you get an offensive rebound, turn and kick it out, and our defense is sucked in or we've gone to rebound, and now I'm standing out here by myself. The pass is coming directly at me, and I can step into the pass and shoot it. That's what we practice every day. you know, And those shots... I I would think those shots get made. It seems like every time they shoot them. Right. Um, You know, the other day, Southern Illinois couldn't make anything, and they got an offense. They only got two, but they got one and kicked it out to the kid, and he buried it. And, uh, you know, we have to make sure they don't get in rhythm shots. And you know what? If they start making out-of-rhythm shots and we're playing our tails off and guarding them and they start making them, tip of the hat, you know, that's why you're a top-five team. Um, But, but again, we're not going to – take too much either way out of this if we go there and guard really guard the hell out of them i'll take a lot out of that because there's nobody in the horizon league that's we're going to have to guard that's as talented as
0: these guys would you take more out of that or more out of plate of season fries which one would you take more of
1: well i take more pounds out of those seasoned fries yeah. so
0: there you go all right we'll take I another break ha-
1: I didn't have any today. I'm I'm on a diet.
0: Okay, there you. go oh, there you. Breaking news. Yeah, that's yeah. why I I,
1: I would have stole his spaghetti, <laughs> but I I can't. <laughs> e- when he said yes, I would normally go. oh, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but nah, no sugar until Thanksgiving Day.
0: All right, there we go, Coach. Alda, no sugar. I like that play. That's a that's a strong that's a strong play.
1: It's been hard here. I've been here for about three hour four hours and. It's been hard.
0: Yeah, we got a couple questions about that when we come back. When we come back from this break, we'll get to the Ask Campy questions on Twitter. So speak now. Forever hold your peace. You got a question, something you're curious about, just fire off a tweet with the hashtag Ask Campy, and we'll get through them all coming up. When we come back from this break, we are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. It's the Greg Campy Show brought to you by the Evans Law Group.
2: Same fire. Blood may be thicker than water, but we've got oil in our veins. Welcome to the Brotherhood of Muscle. Right now, employee lessees get a low mileage lease on the 2017 Dodge Journey for 269 a month. Rally house, shop every team in town, college and pro. Come on, it's time to go. Visit Rally House's nine retail locations in the Detroit Metro for the latest in golden grizzly gear
1: or your favorite local pro or college team. Lions,
2: Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, Spartans, Chippewas, everything Michigan. Rally House, Rally House. It's your city, it's your house. It's the Rally House. Shop
1: ten locations in Michigan and online at rallyhouse.com.
0: Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this, I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is the coach, Greg Campy, but we are here at RJ's Pub. All the games on everywhere, good food, good time had by all the core audiences here. It feels good to be back to the Greg Campy Show, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does, and and one of the things I want to do, I want to talk about a little bit as we go through the year with the show is some changes we can make. Uh, besides me, just up here babbling. Um, over the years, I've done some things like I've had John Rothstein, or one year we had Gary Danielson as as the national football champ- championship was about to be played. We got him on the show. I've had Norlander. I've had Gary Parrish. All the all you know, Jeff Goodman. All those people, and they'd be more than willing to come on the show again. Um, I wonder if that is something that people want to hear. Um, I've got Jeff Smith, my assistant, who's been gone and is back now. We're going to put him on next week. He's going to ha- have him come up and answer questions and you know, get a segment here just talking about being back and where he's been. And um, We'll start bringing the players in again as we get into the holidays and we're eating meals here. and uh, So those things are going to happen, but is there anything out there people want to hear? Do you want me to bring in some of the national media? Do you want to spend 10, 15 minutes on that? Um, I kind of thought having Kendrick on last week was kind of cool we can reach out to Kay Felder he's in China I don't know if we can call there but we'll uh, figure it out yeah you know we can do things like that I just I'm asking them people to either tweet at us or send me an email send me an email if there's something out there that you like or want to hear because we'd like to do that for everybody
0: yeah and and I'm one of those people too coach I like to tinker with the format just to keep things fresh you know and, and try different things and see if stuff works see if it doesn't work but one of the staples that's never going anywhere is the hashtag Ask Campy segment. It's very, very popular, Coach. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, I haven't got the analytics back, but I believe it trends nationwide on Twitter. I, I might be yeah. I know, right there when I say that, but I'm I probably know, happy.
1: I know that during this hour on Wednesdays on this particular radio station, it's the most asked questions that there are.
0: No, absolutely. It, it there's was, no
1: other show at this time on this station that gets more questions than our show.
0: And there's show. no other show at this time on this station that shuts down Twitter the way hashtag AskCampy right. does. There, there's okay. no there's nowhere to move. <laughs> so we'll get to it. At Oakland UFAN, Coach wants to know, is anybody going to get a redshirt this year?
1: Yes, Youssef is redshirting. Um, it's hard for me to redshirt him because he would be playing. Um, I don't know how I would manufacture minutes for him, but I would because he's that good. But Youssef walked on our campus on the last day of June, uh, 16 years old, started practicing with us, and I, I was just in shock. We knew that we knew that he was going to uh, only be 16. We knew he was young. We knew we were going to redshirt him. We told him that when we recruited him. His family wants it. He wants it. Um, so... We start practicing for Greece, and, like, oh, my gosh, you know, this kid can play, man. And uh, we go to Greece, and I hold him out. Uh, He plays a little bit in the first game. I hold him out in the next two games against the big boys, the older guys, because I didn't want want him to get hurt. I didn't want him to get exposed. You know, he he turned 17, I think, the day we left or the day before we left for Greece. And um, the last game there, we played an 18-year-old team. And I didn't play any of my upperclassmen. I just played all our freshmen and, and Oladapo as a sophomore. And Yusuf had 29 in the game. And he had 16 in the first quarter and was unbelievable. And I just think he's got a chance to be great. And, and everybody would say, well, if you can help the team, why wouldn't he? Because I'm still planning on being here four years from now. And when he's 21 or 22, he's going to be a heck of a lot better than he is when he's 17. And we're all going to be glad that he's here that that senior year. So um, we're redshirting him. We're going to redshirt Zach Goodline. Um, I think Zach would get a couple minutes here and there for us. Not a lot, but he wants to redshirt. He's not sure what he wants to do with his career. And, uh, you know, I love the kid, man. I hope he ends up staying here. Um, I don't know if he'll ever play a lot here. Uh, But... I believe he would play here eventually just because of his work ethic and man is he a great kid and he just loves being a part of us uh, we're gonna redshirt him he's not gonna travel anymore because I don't want him out of class when we're on the road and I don't want him um, and I don't want to spend the money on a kid that's you know it costs a lot of money to take a kid on the road but I would tell you this if he's not there we're gonna miss him on the bench because his man is he great on the bench so um, those are the two kids we're, we're going to redshirt. Uh, everybody else is just going to fight for minutes, and there's going to be a lot of games that some guys don't play, and there's going to be their breakout games. It's, it's What I tell them is just look at Kendrick Nunn. You don't get a chance. Travis Bader's never got the chance. When Nunn got the chance, he, he 40 in the exhibition game and 24 on opening night, and they made the coach play him. you got to make me play you and uh, there's a bunch of kids that are going to be fighting for some very small amount of minutes, and I like it. I'm not sure all of them like it.
0: More questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. Oh, you basketball guys here tonight, by the way. Matt's in the house. Uh, it says, Coach, talking about minutes and development, what does Babatunde need to do to see the floor more? Is that a product of the existing three bigs we have on the floor now?
1: Yeah, and I think you, you and I talked about this earlier. N- not you and I, but. What's his handle? OU what? OU basketball guy. OU basketball guy who's sitting to my right here. I've ta- he and I have talked about this before that I got a plan. I got a plan. And I said that I won't. I said I will and then I'll get in the season I won't. And everybody needs to call me out to remind me to do it. And I think that's what he's doing right now. And I need just that m- because – Just
0: Smith just raised his hand over there, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, that. <laughs> you
1: know, I got – we got to play him because next year he's going to be a very, very important piece of our, our program, and I don't want him to only have 95 minutes going into next year. Um, so I just got to do it. He's ready. He, he, he's good enough to play minutes. Um, he's, he's challenged at the offensive end. At the defensive end, he's good enough. We can win with him right now defensively. We're, we're, he's going to struggle a little bit on the offensive end, and one of the problems right now is the way we're playing, he doesn't really fit what we're doing in dribble drive and, and uh, um, the, uh, the single-double stuff that we run. And so when he's out there, I've, it's going to limit to what we do offensively. The other thing defensively is we, we're we switching. all This year one of the things we've done is we're switching all ball screens. And if you see Brad Garden point guards, he's doing an unbelievable job. Tunde's not ready to do that. So we've got to, as we get through the non-league part of it, i got to get him enough minutes to really find out what he can and can't do so when we get into the league and he's got to play, we know how to guard uh, ball screens with him in there. That's going to take some minutes. Is it a product of the three big guys? Sure it is. Sure it is. If Obviously, if one of them sprained an ankle or had to miss a few games for some reason tune is going to get more minutes or maybe it would end up being jackie harris getting more minutes i don't know but tune would get the first shot at it so you know maryland's got maryland's got guys that he can play against so i'll go into the game and i'm sure that i'm going to play him and then we'll be up seven with six minutes to go and a half when I need to put him in, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm not going to put him in there and put him in a position where if he fails, it, it, we, you know. so it's on him, right? those, are, those are the things that go through my mind when I'm trying to decide that or not. Um, but I understand and I know he has to play. i got to get him. At the end of the year, he's got to have average seven minutes a game. And if you do that over 30 games, he's got over 100 minutes in, and, and he'll be ready for next year.
0: Oh, uh, you basketball guy has a, has a couple more that we will get to as we roll through here. But this one, this one, hey, man, they, you brought you brought some good stuff here tonight. So we're going to make sure we get to it all. Uh, as much as
1: much as you put into our program, I'll answer anything you ever
0: <laughs> So See, there you go. Well, he wants to know, what card game are you playing pre-show when he walked in? He knows uh, you're playing a card we, game over there.
1: We play gym. You know how to play? I'll teach you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <Wait>.
1: <laughs> 10, 10, 20, though, so, you know, Bring some money.
0: Yeah. Well, they're, they're, well that, the second question to that was, is it a big buy-in? So there.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything to buy in. Just sit down. We'll tell you what you owe when you're done.
0: Sounds 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 like a great game for you, man. You should you you should be there. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take our last break uh, of the night. When we come back, we'll run through uh, the rest of these because uh, there's a couple of good ones in here. I know that the fans want to know, so I want to give you the, the proper you know stage to go ahead and respond to it. I think you have a pretty good idea what it is, given the landscape of the NCAA and what's been going on. But we'll take our final break. When we come back, uh, we'll get to these final questions. We'll also wrap it up as well. You're listening to The Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We're live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills.
1: Get a low mileage lease
0: on the 2017 Dodge Journey for $269 a month. Neil Rule here again for Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider for the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. Look, a lot of times real estate companies will hit you with a brilliant tagline in advertising speak. All I can tell you is this: I know Tom Lauer and the folks at Real Team Real Estate personally. Our kids have played together. I have referred Real Team Real Estate to family members and close personal friends. I'm asking you to support the companies that support the Golden Grizzlies. Go to mirealteam.com and tell them Neil Rule and the Golden Grizzlies sent you. Real people, real experience, real results, real team real estate. I'm here with Cameron Evans, president of the Evans Law Group proudly headquartered in downtown Rochester. Super Lawyers Magazine has recognized Cam as one of the top 100 lawyers in Michigan. U.S. News and World Report has recognized the Evans Law Group as one of the best law firms in the United States and recognized Cam for the ninth straight year as one of the top lawyers in America in the field of employment law. Cam, what does this type of all-American recognition mean to you?
2: Neil, it means that our clients believe they receive outstanding value for the advice, counsel, and legal representation we provide. Evans Law Group was founded with an emphasis on advising businesses, on all facets of their labor and employment law issues, including conducting a broad range of in-house employment and human resources compliance seminars. Having effective training for executives and managers related to HR compliance issues in the workplace has never been more critical than it is today. I am honored to have presented my seminars to a broad array of businesses, ranging from publicly traded companies to multi-generational family businesses, and to just about everything in between. To learn more about the services offered by the Evans Law Group, contact CAM at
0: 248-468-1485 or visit them on the web at
2: evanslawgrp.com. Thanks a lot, Neil. It is an honor once again to sponsor the Great Campy Radio Show and go Golden Grizzlies.
0: Welcome back to the Greg Campy Show, brought to you by the Evans Law Group. We are live at RJ's Pub in Rochester Hills, final segment of the show. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. He is a coach, Greg Campy, Spencer Mayfield, stepping in back at our WDFN studios, doing a good job here tonight. Shay Norling's birthday, so happy birthday to Shay as he's out there on the town right now, whatever it is he's got going on. But we're wrapping up these questions with the hashtag Ask Campy. And, uh, Coach, here's the one I wanted to get to, uh, and this was asked by multiple people Does Dunn getting the waiver give you guys hope for Rashad?
1: Does it give us hope? Sure, but um, I I just don't know what they're doing. Um, You know, I don't know what St. John's did. We're calling St. John's to find out what they did um, in their appeal. Uh, We put a, you know, we appealed it. And, uh, you know, I don't know what happened. Did uh, some people have put a lot of heat on on the guy over at Cleveland State, and maybe he just decided to come out and say, you know, I don't care, or maybe he still cares, and maybe the NCAA just said they don't care. I don't know what happened. I just heard about it a little bit ago. Um, I texted to my boss, and he hadn't heard about it either, so that was news to us. Um, you know, it it's it's out of my hands, and you know, it's right. it's really. You know, you know, it's it's out of Rashad's hands. I, I read something on Twitter yesterday that the kid at the kid at Michigan State's getting a meeting with the NCAA. That that shocked me that, you know, Izzo said Hauser is going to meet with the NCAA on the 18th or something. Like that. I'm like, what? You know, I, I just don't know what's going on with it. Uh, I'm tired of it all. I wish that they would do one of two things. I wish they would say there are no waivers no matter what. No matter what the circumstances, there are no waivers or everybody's can play. You know, I just don't think it's right that you gotta sit and you can play. And because your reasoning's better than his, or maybe you told a story better than he told a story, or maybe you even made some things up that he's not willing to make up. I know one thing, we're not gonna make anything up. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do it by the book. We're gonna follow the rules of the waiver, we're gonna we're gonna be We're not going to throw stones at any school or anything like that. Here's what Rashad's, the reason we believe he should get a waiver. We're not going to cheat on it. We're not going to embellish. We're not going to do anything. This is the reason. And the NCAA is going to say yes or no, and we're going to live with it either way. I get Rashad for three years whether they make the waiver this year or next year. Now, it's hard for me to look at this, though, and say, oh, that kid got a waiver, and that kid didn't, and this kid, you know, we've we've opened Pandora bo- Pandora's box with this portal. We've got 900 and some transfers, and now everybody sees, I, I read a, a Power 5 coach made the statement, if I knew all these people were going to get waivers, that's all I would have recruited, is transfers, you know, that, that in itself tells us about the system. That in itself tells us what's going on. And okay, we o- we opened the Pandora's box. So what's the fairest thing to do now? And and, I, and they got to figure that out. There's a lot of smart people there, and I'm sure they will. But they got to figure it out, man. They can't. Well, you don't, but you do. I mean, and you're doing it based on paperwork that somebody apply, you know, somebody put in, and then. You send that paperwork to the school and they and they either agree with it or disagree with it or they tell their story and they put it in. It's not everybody in a room discussing it. And I know one thing in, in my life I've learned a lot. When you get in a room with somebody and talk face to face, the story is way different than it is when you're just writing a report or you're hiding behind a name on Twitter where you can say whatever you want or do whatever you want or you know, and but if you're really there then you really have to say what you say. What you say changes. And so how do you how do you make those decisions, Neil? And, and, and I wouldn't want to be the people making the decisions. So they got to do one of two things. They either got to say no or yes. And if they say yes, it's open free agency. I wouldn't like that, but at least I know what I'm up against, and I know, you know.
0: Or maybe there's something in the middle, kind of comparative to the Olympic sports, where you get a one-time, one-time free transfer. I don't know the answers either. I, I don't. Um, unfortunately and I don't understand how the answers are determined maybe more importantly that could even be something where there's some light shed on exactly what the process is so you can understand what goes on
1: well what I think is happening is and I don't know this for sure but there's a case and I'm not going to name names but there's a case where a kid in our league is playing somewhere else now and my understanding is the way, the way he got that was the school that he left said, we're OK with it. He doesn't have a scholarship here. Because the criteria, one of the main criteria is, OK, I put my waiver in because I got run off at School A. And because they said I don't get a scholarship, they ran me off, so I'm going to School B. and. The criterion waivers. That kid automatically is going to get the waiver. So what they're doing is, this kid's leaving anyways. They don't care. So they said, okay, we ran him off, and now he's playing. Well, I'd, there's no way this kid can <laughs> run off. I mean, this kid would have been a very good player in our conference, but. You're, you're cutting deals, maybe. I mean, I don't know what happened, and I'm not. that's why I'm not naming names or pointing fingers or anything like that, because I'm, I don't know what happened, but something happened where a kid all of a sudden, oh, I'm not going to play here when you're, we're expecting him. I mean, I would have put him down as an all-league player in our league, and now he's playing somewhere else. Um, so, again, it goes to that. Well, what, what are people saying? What's right? and Is it fair? To everybody, and it's not, you know. Uh, I don't. We had kids leave us, and every kid that left us, I would say, I have no problem. Go, go. You you should be able to play. You you want to, you don't want to play here? Fine. You get the waiver. And anybody that asks us, Steve Waterfield feels the same way. We don't. We're never going to stop a kid from being. But we're not going to lie. We're going to tell the truth. You know, we're not going to make up something that said, well, we ran him off when we didn't. We didn't want him to leave. He decided to leave. Do I care that he's playing over there? No. He's going to play there for how many more years anyways? What's sitting a year going to? That's not going to affect me or Oakland in any way, so go. That's what it is. Let's hope that this isn't being played in Indianapolis right now. I'll get a phone call tomorrow from the NSA saying, so what should the policy be? Well, we we made that clear. At now the that you think you're king of the NCAA, yeah, yeah. Right? well, we
0: made that clear at the beginning, and we don't have the answers. We're just, right. you know. So we, I I think we're all right because we put a waiver, we put our own waiver in there. Right. So right. so I, th- I think that we're good.
1: It's 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 a tough question. I'm getting everywhere I go, every person I see, I'm getting asked this, and this isn't what we should we should be talking about. Dan Oladapo, you know, we should be talking about Xavier and what he's doing, and and.
0: Well, you know, okay. Those coach. types of things. Speaking of that, the the variety that you guys have in the post and your options to score. We we were talk, talking about this with some of the fans before we went on the show. We will see exactly what we saw this weekend. In that, maybe every night or every couple nights, there will be a different guy. Because Oladopo was the guy on Sunday. The night before that, it was Xavier. Brad had his moments too. The, the other team's going to kind of dictate. Six,
1: Brad had 16 and 12, and nobody even knows. Nobody
0: it. noticed it, exactly. 16 and 12. Brad Brecht had yeah.
1: 16 and 12, and it was like – and it, and we only scored 60 points, you right. know. You score 120, you know. I mean, Miami Heat scored 120 last night, and they had a guy with 20, another guy with 20, another guy with 18, you know. But when we're you're only scoring 60, 16 and 12 is something.
0: Right. It, the other team is going to dictate – what What big scores for us uh, correct
1: yeah no, n- the matchups and things like that, and as we learn more offense and more sets, uh, we got five guys averaging in double figures right now, and we're only averaging seventy one points a game, and we have five guys averaging in double figures now our bench is averaging nothing, so you know but again that's because your coaches stingy with minutes.
0: <laughs> a couple more here with the hashtag Ask Canopy, The final uh, four minutes or so of the show. Craig Como wants to know, said you mentioned this crappy offense you're running and we will run against Maryland. Your fans aren't <laughs> used to it. Why is it the right offense for this team?
1: I don't know if it is. Um, we're three and 3-1. Um, there's a lot I don't like when I see out there. It's hard for me. Who's? I mean, I think if anybody's watched us over the years know that we play with pace and that flows, and guys are getting alley's to the rim, and people are coming off and shooting threes, and you know there's just a flow to our offense. And right now there's nothing. And um, I'll, I'll answer that question 13 games in. And when it won't be the Detroit game because Detroit plays zone, but when we get into uh, the meat of our conference schedule. Will we have adjusted our offense? We've in staff meetings. We've talked about it uh, because it's, I cringe at how stale the offense looks. The lack of movement sometimes we have, and you know the ball gets in Trey's hands and it stays in its in his hands. Kangoo's looking. For, you know uh, we've got people standing, and it is. It's. I'll take the blame for that, but it might be what's best for us. Because if we can keep the games, if we can keep putting the defensive numbers up that we're putting up, we are going to win. We're going to win, and win a lot. And that's what we're trying to do, right? We're not. We're not trying to have guys average twenty-eight points a game. We're not trying to have people set assist records. We're trying to win. And so right now, that ugliness of our offense, I think, has helped us. And. and after the Delaware game, I was mad because oh, we had a chance to beat Delaware. and I, I knew that Delaware was real good. I didn't know they were that good. But I knew they were real good, and I was mad at me. I was mad at our offense. I was mad that we couldn't make it. We missed 12 of 26 from the free throw line. Yep. We missed five flat-out layups. When, the next two games, when we made those five flat-out layups, the offense looked a lot better. You know, so, Usually and we a, made our free throws in those games. We sh- you know, we, we 80% in the cup in those games. Wow, that offense looked a heck of a lot better. I wasn't so mad.
0: Oakland, you fan on Twitter wants to know, Coach, as we wrap this up, final two minutes or so, do you still keep a scholarship open for a mid-year transfer?
1: I, I can't right now. I don't have any. Uh, I mean, we've got, I've got kids on the bench that need scholarships. You know, so no, we're not. You're not going to see any mid-year transfers. Uh, we we signed some kids today, right, Smitty? Yeah. So we we signed some kids today. Uh, we you know we're booked. You're there you won't see much more. No vacancies. The There's no vacancies. hotel. No, and and next year the same thing. Now, we all know that we just lived through. We didn't think we had any, and all of a sudden we had six. <laughs> Yet right. also, you know,
0: life comes at you. Fast. The,
1: the way this day and age is, I'm not saying that when the springtime gets here, that we're not going to have, you know, there's seven freshmen battling their tails off for not a whole lot of minutes, and who knows who's in their ear and who's telling them what and what they're going to do. I know this. I love all seven of them. They're great kids, and I wouldn't want to see any of them leave.
0: So, Coach, let me ask you this then: Are you sad that Oakland was not the number one team in the country today, based on the fact that you guys beat Southern Illinois? Who was higher ranked preseason in the Missouri Valley and than Evansville, and Evansville beat Kentucky. So, were you fully expecting you guys to be number one? Or are you disappointed you're not?
1: Well, if we had beaten Delaware, I would have thought we'd be number one. But okay. Since we lost to Delaware, I understand it.
0: And you get? Yeah, there's there's a lot of East Coast bias, right? In in those no, polls, no. and that's and that's exactly. Especially what it was.
1: all those guys think that we're in California, so they
0: <laughs> they, really, they really they think uh, and they don't give us any credit for playing defense either. They think oh no. yeah all we do is offense. Anything else, Coach? Final thirty seconds.
1: No, I, I, I'm I don't think it could have gone any better. We talked about well if we'd have won that game, but I'm not sure I'm not sure we would have won the other two if we would have found a way to win the Delaware game. I just I think when you lose for the first time and you sit in the locker room and you self analyze and we as a staff self 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 analyze, I think that you're we're in this to get better. We knew we had to get better, we knew it was gonna be, you know, a learning process with this team. And and that's